Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's your good buddy, Tex. Tex Holiday, coming to you live from the Lot 9 studio here at the Naughty Pines Trailer Park, where the Weeblow and Sac Rivers collide. And I am going to discuss a very interesting topic today. Yep. Sexting. S-E-X-T-I-N-G. And for those of you that don't know what sexting is, you better buckle that seatbelt because you're in for a heck of a ride at this time, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness. Did you know that the age of 10 is when most kids get their first smartphone? The age of 10. And of course, as the years go on, so does the percentage of kids at that particular age with regard to possessing a phone. And nonetheless, we're not talking the candy bar or flip phones. Yep, we're talking about the smartphones. With that comes responsibility. And when you combine a brain that's not fully developed until the age of 25, you combine that with impulsivity that kind of goes hand in hand with being an adolescent. You combine that with puberty and raging hormones. And you combine that with defiance and you're not going to tell me what to do. You get a very interesting cocktail that contributes to sexting. Sexting pretty much, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that don't know, involves one individual taking a nude photograph of themselves and text messaging the photo to another person. I have heard from some educators and individuals in the business of working with kids that some of these kids, especially at the high school level, because we know that in middle school and in high school, as they kind of get in each grade, the percentage of kids who sexed increases. And in fact, it's one in seven is what the research is showing. One in seven kids has admitted to participating in sexting. Sending nude photographs. And once again, it kind of turns into like the old days of trading baseball cards. And some kids work hard to collect a variety of nude photographs of classmates. What are your thoughts on that? If you have kids, I'd be curious to learn what kind of conversation your kids would have with you if you asked them about sexting, not even with the intent to confront them if they have sexed, but just to pick their brains on what they know about it 
and how many people they know that partake in this behavior. Many states have different laws associated with texting when it comes to sending nude photographs. And if you think about it, you're exchanging child pornography. If you are an 18-year-old, even 17, depending on what state you're in, of course, there's different laws, and you're sending these photographs to someone in a grade or two lower than you, who might still be 15 or 16, then you are considered an adult sending nude photos to an underaged individual. If that person sends you back, then yes, once again, you are in possession of child pornography. And these are things that the adolescent impulsive brain doesn't typically think about when their hormones take over and they think, hmm, I would like to see my girlfriend or boyfriend nude. Will you send me a nude photograph? Now, a lot of research out there kind of suggests that psychologically, when it's consensual and both parties willingly share nude photographs, not a lot of damage is done. But let's be honest, a large percentage of girlfriend, boyfriends who are kind of interested in exploring the visual qualities of the other's body don't make it for the long haul into marriage. And at the adolescent age group, sometimes their breakups aren't real peaceful. So what do you do with these digital photographs after a breakup? Do you delete them? Which would be the responsible thing if you had accepted them to begin with? Or, I don't like this person anymore. They made me angry. So I'm going to disperse them to my friends. And now the plot thickens. And now the psychological trauma really takes off. As I was talking to a youngster about this very same topic a while back, I said to him, do you know back in the 1980s and before then, even part of the 90s, what it would have taken to have sent a nude photograph to somebody? Much to your surprise, this individual, who was born after the year 2000, hadn't thought about that. I said, well, let me take you back in time, hop in my DeLorean, tell Doc what time we need to get there, and I want to take you back to a time, I don't know. Let's go 1985. I don't really give two craps. It's the 80s. And let's pretend that I'm hot and heavy at the age of 15 with another 15-year-old 
attractive young lady that I see myself marrying and having 12 children with. I know it's true love at the age of 15. And she says, Tex, please, oh, could you, would you? I'm dying to see a nude photograph of yourself. As this young man sat there, bored out of his mind at my story, I proceeded to talk to him about it because, well, it felt good to share my story. I said, buddy, if I would have elected to have sent a nude photograph to somebody back in 1985, I would have had to have gone down to the Walmarts and purchased a camera. Now, I stopped him there and I said, we didn't have cell phones with cameras on them. And this was an actual device you had to purchase. And then after you purchased it, you usually went around the next aisle or two and you went to another section where there was this thing called film. And it was a roll that you put into this device called a camera that wasn't your cell phone or any phone for that matter. It was simply just a device for snapping photographs. I said then, now I've got 20, 30, 40 bucks wrapped up in this. Because let's be honest, back in the day, some of them cameras weren't cheap. And of course, why would I want to send the love of my life at the age of 15 a blurry, nowhere near high quality photographed picture of a nude of Tex? So I told him, then I'm going to get home. I'm going to have to go somewhere by myself. Which, if you remember, folks, back in the 1980s, you didn't have televisions in every bedroom. Kids did not go into their rooms and seclude themselves. They typically hung out in a communal area, like the living room where the one television was, and you kind of shared the television and watched shows together as a family, which is a pretty interesting idea in the year 2021. And if you were back in your bedroom by yourself for a lengthy amount of time, mom or dad's probably going to question it. And that's the last thing you want to do is have a parent walk in while you're snapping a photograph of your junk in your bedroom. So I explain that further to this individual. And he said, well, where would you go? And I said, well, pretty much back in the day, the only place you had maybe some privacy was the bathroom. And for the most part, people were respectful of your privacy while you're in the bathroom. But here I am in the bathroom with a large mirror. So I'm watching myself take a picture with a camera fully nude and it gets better I just can't take one picture and I can't just send it to my significant other 
that I'm so in love with. I'm gonna have to take 24 pictures of my unmentionables. And back in the day, you always kept your fingers crossed. You had the extra bonus three pictures on the roll of film. Who didn't want that? Well, the guy who's taken pictures of his anatomy to send them to his significant other. Lo and behold, if I had the bonus three, now I've got 27 pictures of my unit. Or I take one or two pictures. And then I've got to fill it with something totally different around the house with my friends outside playing. And I don't even know if the pictures of my unmentionable area come out clear because you can't preview the pictures. You're on good faith that everything turned out the way it was supposed to look, which is scary. His ears perked up. He became a little bit more interested at this point for some weird reason. And he said, well, Tex, what would you do after the 24, 26, 27 pictures? I said, well, buddy, let me tell you, you got to go back to the Walmarts. And I've got to take this roll out of this camera. I have to get an envelope, drop it in there, write my name, my address, and my telephone number on it. And I drop it in this little box. And then it might take one or two weeks to get developed. And while it's being developed, there's somebody most likely looking at my photographs. And then it gets better. I understand it might be there in a week or two. So you have to ask your parent to take you back down to the Walmarts. Back then, families kind of stuck together when they went into a store. And there's nothing like raising your parents' suspicion when you say, I'll go get the film, you can stay here. I'll go get the pictures. Mom or dad are gonna be like, huh, that's odd. And off you all go. And then lo and behold, what do you do? Back in the 80s, you opened up your pictures right there at the photography center because we figured out if pictures didn't develop properly were extra blurry you showed them to the person behind the counter and you got 10 cents off your total bill on your exposure of 24. that 10 cents made a huge difference to your parents when gasoline was 75 cents a gallon, 
Holy smokes! Now, let's pretend you get past your mom or your dad somehow. You don't get flagged by the guy or gal behind the counter. You successfully pay for your photographs. Now I've got to go home and I've got to figure out some way to get this naked picture of my hot body to this lady. Do I take the chance of going to school and writing a love note on my wide ruled notebook paper? And what do I say? Hey, how are you? Any homework in algebra? Oh, by the way, here's a naked picture of my, my, my junk. Love you. Bye. Or do I put it in the mail? And buddy, I'm going to tell you what. Do you want to put a naked picture of your twig and berries in the hands of the United States Postal Services. Do you want to take that chance? And if she lived out of district, you're taking the chance if you're wanting to send it. And I'll be honest with you, it could get a little hairy at this point. There's no guarantees that is going to get to your lady. I've seen them post office machines mysteriously rip open a letter. And lo and behold, parents a lot of times beat their kids to the mailbox. And some don't obey the law that it's a federal offense to tamper with their kids' mail. Because I don't think that's a federal offense to a parent. And now, your lady never got the photos because her parents intercepted them. That's not a conversation that you're going to want to explain. In the meantime, we're a couple weeks into this. By the time I took the photos, after initially purchasing the camera and the rolls, had them developed, brought them home, dropped it in the mail, waited on it to be delivered. Do you think that in this two to three week process, even in a hormonally challenged, impulsive teenage brain, you might have thought to yourself, hmm, this might not be a good idea. Also a good chance in that two to three week process, you are not even with that girl anymore. I think that's part of the big problem. Taking nude photographs is way too easy. 
we don't give the brain an opportunity to slow down and understand there could be some ramifications to this that just aren't good. As a result, we push forward. We think it's the thing to do. And next thing you know, you're in a predicament that we shouldn't have been in. Times have changed. It's no longer 1985. I sure do love our technology. I love the conveniences. But sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, I can't help but wonder what kind of long-lasting effects does the modern convenience have not only on our kids, but us adults and the future of our country and world. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Ask your kids about nude pics and sexting just to see what they say. A nice, uncomfortable conversation over a nice big platter of tacos. Oh, by the way, pass the sour cream, would you? Good night. <laughs>